What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer coming at you today from leading from the middle of the pack, the podcast. And today we're going to talk about several things. Um, but one of the big things that I want to talk about today is that how having haters isn't always a bad thing. And so uh, we're going to keep the thing song and we'll get right back in just a minute. The big question is this. How are leaders like us who aren't necessarily in a management position who go out and get our hands dirty? Who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome, I'm so glad that you guys are back and that you're sticking with us through this. So. One of the big things that I had to learn um, through my process so far, so I'm, I'm this really big people person, like everything that I used to do and that I still do is all about pleasing people. Everything that I want to do is make somebody else happy for the most part. That's the whole reason we started our business is to help other people grow and thrive and flourish within their business. And so one of the big things that I've really had to learn is that it's okay to have haters because, man, I, I remember like the first time that I posted something and there was a hater that came along with that post that wasn't just like super positive. I remember how much it just like drove me into the ground almost immediately. And then it was like, oh, okay, uh, man, like almost kind of put me in a slump the very first time that, that I had one that, you know, somebody that came out that didn't like what we did or didn't like the fact that I was, you know, an open, strong Christian or the fact that, you know, we named God as the CEO of our business or any of that stuff. Like they didn't like that stuff. And so they were, they were hating on us for that. And we didn't, to begin with, I didn't necessarily understand why, what was going on was going on. It's like, man, if you don't like it, just keep your mouth shut. Like it doesn't matter. Mama always said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Um, I, I struggled with that my entire life, <laughs> still do at times, but to be honest with you, like that's a good rule of thumb that I try to live by anymore is that if I don't have anything nice to say and if what they're doing isn't going to hurt somebody, it's not going to kill somebody, it's not immoral or illegal, I don't need to say anything about it if I don't like it. It's okay that we have different opinions and we do things differently. But for me, it was a, it was a big deal. And it's like, I remember, I remember some of the first negative comments I got back on on uh, LinkedIn, actually, there was one where we were talking a little bit about some of the principles and, and procedures that we use and the fact that, you know, we had, I, there was one guy that commented on him and, and it was like, I was talking about leading, like how to be a leader when you're, when you're maybe not in charge. And part of that was, is like, remembers people's birthdays, remember their anniversaries and put them in your calendar so you don't forget. And that way you get reminders or having somebody remind you that, like, hey, it's Joe's birthday today. Or they send an email on your behalf to Joe because it's his birthday today. And, uh, and I remember the comment, like it was yesterday, this guy comes in and it, it, his first name was John. I'm sure you can go look him up and find him. If you go back to my LinkedIn profile back several, several years from today's date, but, um, pretty sure his name is John. He, uh, he goes on and, and he, he says something to the effect of like, you're telling me that it, that you're fake and you're encouraging everybody else to be fake by having these fake reminders for you to remember stuff and, or to have somebody else send an email on your behalf, like this says happy birthday or, 
or whatever to him, you know, he's like, you're, you're just, you're fake. And, and I remember reading that comment and like being mortified of it because I was not fake. I was genuine. Shoot. I still get on social media and actually type in the words, happy birthday to people every day for the people that I want to wish a happy birthday to, or send them a message or a text or whatever. Like all that. I'm still the person who does that. I don't have anybody that does that for me. I don't have an assistant or anything like that. That's like, Hey, are you going to send this guy this message? Now, I've been trying to train and work with our team, coach our team to get them to where they look for for birthdays within people who are important within the business as well. And then they send them a personalized message that day. But it doesn't always happen, right? And so I just, I remember, I remember how depressed I was after I had that first hater, right? And I didn't have anybody to tell me it's okay to have haters. Like it took me, it took me years before somebody said, and, and this this comes from um, Dan Kennedy, and he's a I don't know if you know much about Dan Kennedy, but he's this old guru in uh, he, he's the OG of of direct marketing, and he got into like direct marketing for mail campaigns. And um, look him up, Dan Kennedy is actually pretty cool. Whenever you get into figuring out a lot, a lot about him, but he uh, he says that if you haven't offended somebody every day, you're not marketing hard enough. <laughs> Which I totally agree with now because it's it's like if we're not polarizing, if we're not individual, if we don't stand up for what we believe in and, and tell people what we believe in, then they can't stand behind us. And if they can't stand with us or behind us, how are we going to get them on our side? How are we going to get them you know, to become clients and, and to work through that as well? Because in, in going into leadership with that, if... if it's okay that we don't agree with somebody. It's okay that we're on different sides of the political view or different sides of different views in general. Um, it's okay to be different, but they you, like you have to know that if you if you don't have some haters, that you're not like truly successful yet. And it took me forever to realize this. Um, I'm sure that I had several people tell me that having haters was good, but it never really sunk in. Until, until I heard those words like from Dan Kennedy and, and the way they come. And, and it's in a way haters work, right? Because they're not, um, if you're not polarizing, then you're forgetful. You got to give people something to remember. And as a leader, that's something you definitely have to keep in mind as well is that if, if people can't remember you for something outstanding, either for something you've done, some of your beliefs, the way you act, the way you carry yourself, if, if you're not polarizing in some effect, if you cannot take them and give them some sort of shock and awe, then they're not gonna remember you. You're gonna be you're gonna be that person in high school that's in the yearbook that nobody actually knows their name. And that's not the person you wanna be. And that is the person who's always neutral at everything. That is the person who says, Yep, uh, I have no affiliation with anything no matter what, I have no beliefs. I am just on this earth to live this life and not offend anybody. And I'm I'm sorry that's not me. That's not that's not the way I feel like a good leader is. I think a good leader is actually somebody who who can guide people and lead them and if you're neutral in everything that happens, it's really hard to be a phenomenally awesome leader because they can't get behind you. They can't rally behind you if you're always neutral. If you're always up, oh, no opinion, no opinion, no opinion. And there's some things you don't need opinions on. Like I don't have opinions on a lot of stuff. 
somebody asked me something about what's going on in the news the other day, and I was like, man, I don't have an opinion on that. And they go, how can you not have an opinion on this? I was like, because it doesn't affect me, number one. Number two, I don't watch the news, so I don't know what the heck's going on in the news anyways. So this is like the first time I'm hearing about this, and to me it sounds like a bunch of rubbish, for lack of better words, that doesn't concern me because I can't fix it and I'm not going to be able to do anything with it. And so um, I, I tell you all of that so that I can, so that I can kind of get into this a little bit. One of the, one of the things that I've noticed is like, there's, have you ever noticed on reviews when you go to, when you go to look at reviews, like, let's just say that you're going to look at, at Amazon for reviews. Let's just say that you're going to Amazon to look at reviews or Google or whatever. You're going somewhere to look at reviews and, uh, and, and what do you take into effect on those reviews? Which reviews are true? Like, which ones do you really, really look at with, with like, oh yeah, this dude's, this dude's just a hater, or this dude is like just in love, and there's no way that he'll ever get changed out of his mindset, right? The five star and the one star reviews. So I am all about five star reviews. I think that if you love something, and that, and that somebody's done a really good job presenting it, or somebody's done a really good job, give them a five star review, okay? The haters, the haters are usually upset with something other than what their what their one star review is about right if you go in and actually look at all of the one star reviews like let's say let's say you go to amazon and you're looking at something and there's five thousand five star reviews three thousand four star reviews two thousand three star reviews and a thousand or and two hundred one star reviews right i'm sure there's some two star reviews in theirs as well do you even look at the one-star reviews? I don't. I know I don't. Because I know those guys are haters. They're upset about something else. They either they don't like the product, they bought the product and had a bad bad experience with it. They bought the product and they didn't read the description and didn't get what they didn't get what they thought they were buying. Or or they bought the product and had a bad experience with customer service somewhere. And I've even seen it where somebody's bought the product, screwed it up themselves. The company wouldn't give them a return because they broke it and then they give them a one-star review on it, right? It'd be like going and buying a brand new smartphone, dropping it on the asphalt on your way out and being like, oh, screen's cracked. How do we fix this? Like, I didn't do this. This wasn't me, right? And then those are the people who give a one-star review. Your, your loudest critics are always the cheapest seats. That's another one that I've heard recently that I absolutely love. I can't remember where I've heard it. It might have been a Russell Brunson quote it might have been from somebody else too but it's um it's it's the loudest complainers are always the cheapest seats they're the people that are upset that you made them pay for the product that they use that you're out of money on because you you did it for them like they're the people who want something for free all the time every day all day long and and so one of the biggest things with where i was going with this and what i wanted to talk about today is just that like everybody thinks that haters are bad but what if they're not? What if we're not truly successful? What if we're not truly polarizing? What if we're not the best leader in the world until we have some haters? To have some people that just despise us. Until, until there's things that we know that we should fix or, or we can't fix, I should say. And it upsets people that we can't fix them, but we're doing everything within our power to fix them. That causes haters, right? So what if instead of measuring success by how many dollars are in our bank account, 
we measure success on how many people we serve and the fact that there are some haters in that group. That means that we've been polarizing. That means that we've done our job. That means that we've done what we've been called to do. So so let's go back and let's look at some leaders that have some haters. Let's start with, uh, oh, we're going to go political. Let's start with Trump. Trump has some haters, right? President Trump, he definitely has some haters in this world. There are people that if President Trump said that air was bad when he was in presidency, they would have not breathed because they were such loyal fans of him. There are also people who that if he said that that something that was completely ludicrous or something that was 100% true, even though they agree with it, would have disagreed with it because they hated him so much. He does a great job of polarizing a crowd. He is a very polarizing person. And that's why he had The Apprentice Show, because he was a polarizing character. He could do such a great job at keeping people's interests through that. Another great one when when we get into that, uh, you know, get, getting out of politics a little bit is, uh, let's look at like Tony Robbins for a second. Tony Robbins is extremely polarizing. Like, you either like Tony Robbins or you don't like Tony Robbins because he's a super high-energy dude that's going to come in and change the world. And and that's the truth. Like, that's the way he feels. And you either love that or you hate that about him, right? And he's also got, like, so many other things going on that we don't even see where he is polarizing. Who who can you think of that might be, like, a polarizing character? Can you go with anybody else? What about like Jesus? Jesus was definitely polarizing, right? There are some avid lovers of Christ and there are some extreme haters of Christ as well. And and those people who are extreme haters and, and extreme lovers, they're, it, it doesn't matter what happened, right? In in the New Testament, they, they hated Jesus because of what he stood for. They were haters, right? One of the biggest leaders of all times who, you know, the best-selling book ever is the Bible. And and probably everybody in the world, for the most part, knows about Christ. Whether they believe it or not, that's that's their own thing, right? But, but they probably know about it, okay? And so, so he has followers and he has haters. And that's okay. That's okay. That's, you know... Success, right? Success is measured in the amount of haters you have, not not the numbers that are in your bank account. And it's okay to have some haters. And I think that that's what we have to realize. And and I guess that's, the, you know, the whole big point of this is is that it's okay to have haters. And I just want to say that I want to go right now out there and say it's okay to have haters. If you have haters, it's a good thing. It means that you're doing something right. It means that you're being the person you were designed to be. Because we're not supposed to be the person that everybody loves. That's not the way we're designed. That's not the way it works. Not everybody's going to agree with us. Not everybody's going to agree with what we do. I can tell you that whenever I went in and took a job, or whenever I moved into DOT manager at, uh, at one of the companies I was with for a long time, I had haters to begin with. Why? Because I was changing the process. I had some extreme followers too, right? But all the way to the end, whenever I left that job, I had some haters. And when we got bought by another company, uh, I had some haters in the new company too. And I even had a boss that was a hater one time, right? But true success trumps 
all of that stuff. Like it, it is, it is the Trump card. And I can tell you that I was polarizing and I aggravated some people, but I also had a huge support following throughout that whole role because of the fact that people could get behind what I stood for. They knew where I stood. They knew what I liked. They knew who I was. It wasn't some wishy-washy, for lack of better words, I wasn't Switzerland. I wasn't neutral in everything, no matter what it came to. Like, if you have a conversation with me in person, you're going to know what I think, and you're going to know who I am, and you're going to know all about me. And you may love it. You may hate it. I can't help you with that. I can't give you that answer, how, how you're going to feel about me. And I'm okay with that right now. I am perfectly okay with having some haters. So let me tell you what stemmed this podcast because I was sitting here the other day and I was like, man, first off, I think it's okay to have some haters and the world needs to know that it's okay to have haters. So don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that all you need to do is go out there and piss the world off. Like that's not my intention with this is to tell you it's okay to go piss everybody off and not care what anybody thinks, period. Just be yourself. Cuss all you want to. Be the person you want to be because that's... that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying not to try to please people. I'm not saying to not use common sense. I'm not saying any of that stuff. What I'm saying is that it's okay to have some haters. So I have to, I have to laugh because what stemmed this was is, uh, and I'll guarantee this guy never listens to this podcast. So I, I could call him by name, but I'm not that type of person. I would never do that. Um, I guarantee. So we, 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 this guy calls me and he doesn't want to do anything by the rules at ever at all. And I'm all about loopholes. Like that is my whole thing is I, everybody who knows me knows that I am the loophole guy. Like if you call me for compliance, I'm going to be able to tell you every single loophole in the DOT handbook. And I'm going to tell you how to use those loopholes legally, because that's my goal is to give you every single advantage that you can. I want to give you the underdog advantage so you can compete with those big guys out, out in the field and not have any problems with it. And so that is what, that's what I do. Like that's my whole profession. That's what everybody knows me as is like Dan, the DOT man, but he's also Dan, the loophole guy. Like that's what he does. He could tell you how, how to, how to push the boundaries and still be legal in everything that you do. Well, this guy didn't want to be legal. As a matter of fact, it was kind of funny. He called me the first time and I almost turned him down as a customer. I've never, I, at the time I hadn't turned down any customers. We were pretty green in our business and he called me and he's like, Hey Dan, I got this stuff. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm trying to do. This is where I want to go. Can I get there? And I was like, sure. Are your trucks insured? And he's like, well, kind of. I was like, how do you kind of insure a truck? He's like, well, I got some money in the bank in case there's an accident. I said, well, that's not legal. You need to get truck insurance. But truck insurance is expensive. I was like, well, that's the first thing it's going to take to be legal is to get truck insurance. Um, that's the first step. And then after that, he was like, okay. So then he calls me a couple months later. He's like, I got truck insurance. Can you help me with this next step now? I was like, sure, I'd be happy to. So we started asking some questions and going through some stuff. And and uh, I have to laugh because um, he... he continued to do stuff wrong and he would call me and be like how do I get out of this and I would tell him how to fix the problem and we worked together for about six months and that's all we worked together and I could tell that it wasn't going very well and uh and I was I, you can just tell right when you talk to somebody you can tell that they're not happy or you can tell they're up to something that's no good like your kid gets super quiet you know that they're into something they shouldn't be into if they're young if your teenager comes home and is like talking your ear off and they haven't said any words for a week and a half to you for the most part other than hi and bye and and what's for dinner 
you know, and they come home and they're talking your ear off, you know there's something wrong. They want something, right? So I knew that this guy was after something. And I have to laugh because looking at the situation, I am not upset that we lost his contract at all. It's, it's, uh, whether he works with us or not doesn't matter to me because he wasn't the type of person I wanted to work with anyways. But he calls me one day and he's like, I just lost my DOT number. Why didn't you guys fix that? And I was like, how did you lose your DOT number, bud? So let me check it out and see. He's like, I don't know. I just lost it. I said, okay. So while we were on the phone, I looked at it and I pulled it up and I could see that his insurance was canceled. I said, you cancel your insurance? He goes, why would I cancel my insurance? I just bought it. And I was like, did you pay your bill to your insurance? Well, no. Well, then you're not legal. That's why your DOT number got canceled. He's like, well, you're, you're costing me money every time I can't run. I was like, I'm not paying your insurance bill for you, bud. Like, that's your job as a business is to take care of that. And, like, I understand that insurance is expensive and, like, it's your choice whether you have it or not. But you can't run legally and do what you want to do with these other two parts of your business unless you have insurance on your trucks. And uh, and and finally, he's like, well, then I just want to switch over to be this. And I was like, okay, are you, are you going to park your trucks to be a broker so you can do, you know delivery not do delivery services but broker loads out to other drivers and he's no i'm not gonna do that and i was like well then you got to have both operating authority and broker so really you know like here's here's the process to get through that and he's like well is that gonna cost me and i told him like we didn't even charge him to do it because he was already upset and i was trying to be nice and trying to get everything through there and uh and <laughs> what the federal government charges well we charged him man he didn't pay his bill for like three months and finally at the end i was like dude if you if you don't pay your bill, we're going to drop your services. Like we don't need you bad enough to like, we're not a bank. We're, we're not, we're not here to float you money. That's not our job. We're not, we're not doing that. And, uh, and I have to laugh because in the, in the end, if you go look, he's our only bad Google review at the moment. And don't give us a bunch of bad Google reviews for Eclipse DOT. That's not the point of this. My point is, is like he, what happened with him was entirety was in its entirety, his fault. Like we jumped through an amazing amount of hoops. Our our team was on the phone with the federal government for multiple hours, multiple hours, like tens or or maybe even more. Like it was less than a hundred hours, but we spent a lot of phone, a lot of time on the phone with the FMCSA trying to get it figured out to get him straightened out. Because every time we would start to get it straightened out, somebody on his team would go in and submit a different application and screw everything up again. And it's like, dude, you're killing me, Smalls. But the the whole point of this is is like when I read his review the other day, I it just kind of appeared and I was like, man, this is crazy bad. How do we get a one star review? Like all of our customers, all of our clients, for the most part, really like what we do. There's always a few disgruntled people. No matter what you're doing, you're never gonna make everybody happy, right? Like we understand that. But like a one star review, then I saw who it was and I remember the situation. I was like, ah. And the funny thing about the whole story is this, is that <laughs> I read the review and instead of being upset, instead of being mad, I laughed because I went upstairs and I found my wife and I was like, Jenna, we are successful. And she's like, yeah, babe, I know. But what makes you say that? <laughs> and I was like, well, we're successful because we have our first hater. And she's like, Babe, I hate to tell you this. You've had haters for a while. <laughs> but it was our first one that was like documented on paper. And instead of being upset about it, I was actually happy about it. Because this hater, in my eyes, was like, this is this is the beginning of a long line of success. It's the beginning of more haters. It's the beginning of saying that we're polarizing. We're doing 
doing stuff and that people are going to be upset and it's okay. It's okay that they're upset. It's okay if they don't like you. It's okay if you're aggravating them because you send out an email a day and they're like, I have eight emails, eight email inboxes to watch. Big freaking deal. You have eight email inboxes to watch. Like you're only as busy as you want to be. So anyways, anyways, I digress. My entire point of all this is, is that having haters is not necessarily a bad thing. And I want you guys to realize that. And I want to put that out to the world right now that you can have haters and it's not the end of the world. So with that being said, I want to say that if you like this podcast, please rate it for me if you don't mind. And then the other thing I would love is if you do like it, could you share it for me? If you could just share it on, on social media or if with one friend. If everybody who listens to it shares it with one friend in no time, this is going to be huge. If you don't like the material, um, it's okay if you're a hater. Just send me an email. Tell me about it. Like I said, haters mean we're successful. It's okay. I understand. I don't want a million hater reviews. Don't like go but give us bad reviews over this. If you can fix it, we want to fix it because we want to be highly rated, right? So let me know what you think, and we'll go from there. You guys have a great day. Thanks for joining me. Later.